0: know i will never speak down the cosmic fury suits again if elvis ends up being the surprise main villain
1: we do our research on this podcast
2: And welcome to another exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z.
0: Already a mistake.
2: I'm just playing. You're listening to Ranger Nation podcast. This is a Ranger Nation conversation in every sense of a word because this week we're going in depth on a topic that you, the listeners, we've got listeners, we can prove it for once, have decided. So, assembled today are five grown ups of attitude. Introducing first, he's got nothing covered but cold, hard facts. It's John. Howdy. Next up, he's blue, he's a boy, he's a blue, blue boy, it's Bryce. I do love blue. We know kids don't buy Power Rangers toys these days because this guy buys them all up first. Please welcome Jason. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and I I I mean I'm just gonna let Seth's introduction speak for himself, so.
3: I'm back this week and I have some polar bear facts. Would you like to hear one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ice is the snack of the polar <laughs> bear. Oh my god.
2: I mean, this oh podcast god. is both in- <laughs> informative and educational. And finally, my name is Jay and I make pretty pictures. And today's topic comes from rangerboard.com. And I'll let John give credit where credit is due there
1: shout out to uh aka green on ranger board for suggesting this topic and being a listener
2: anyway the topic is a selection of what if scenarios from the power rangers franchise we're going to be taking a look at various things over the years where things could have gone slightly differently and what would we have ended up as a franchise as a fandom where would we be where would the show be if these things had happened so without further ado let's get straight in, straight str- str- stride into the big one i've I I've I've sound like I'm part of the cast of the last 15 years oh. <laughs> oh. and wow. speaking of speaking of disney's first full production of power rangers was scheduled for 2003 when they moved production to new zealand what if they went all in on the franchise, put funding in and said, "Sure thing, Mr. Baumick, let's go with this hexagon idea."
1: There's a lot of Trash. variables that would have had to happen for that.
0: <laughs> so, I'm just going to say it, I really like the hexagon idea. In fact, I, I think I think if they had scaled it down some, maybe cut back a little on the on the guest stars cuz From the sounds of it, there was going to be a lot of them. I think it could have been doable.
2: Okay, so for those listening that might not know, um, can someone give us a brief or as brief as possible, because it does seem to be quite an in-depth scenario that was planned, of just what Hexagon is, just in case people don't know what we're talking about?
0: I got it. So, um, Oh. oh. No, go ahead. Do we rock, paper, scissors? Okay. You know more than I do. (laughs) Hexagon was the idea conceived by, uh, we call him the a producer, a director. What was, what was a myth to the franchise? Just a writer? I think it was he- head
4: writer, maybe? Writer, head writer, something like that.
0: The guy who wrote Forever Red. We'll call him the Ascended Fanboy trope. Um, he had this really cool idea for the Hurricane Jr. adaptation before we, um, settle on Ninja Storm and all the Disney stuff happened. Where, um, He basically had this idea for a Power Rangers civil war. You had this organization called Hexagon that was ran by Tommy and it was just like all these different ranger teams together and you had the three like Ninja Storm Rangers who were the new recruits or I guess the mm-hmm. B Squad Rangers and then you had Jason's like little faction who were like opposing Hexagon. Oh god, my voice cracked. <clears throat> you had Jason's little faction who were like um opposing Hexagon and they were the Thunder Rangers. And it was just kind of a sort of one side versus the other in sort of like a loop hat kind of way. I'm really bad at like describing things, but it was just a super ambitious like crossover event. Think again. Marvel Civil War that would have, like, resulted in Tommy ending up as, like, the main big bad as well as the Green Samurai Ranger, and it was just, uh, it was a big thing. It was also to
4: tie up all the loose ends from everything from the very beginning till, like, then, just in case the show didn't go on anymore after that, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was intended to be, like, a a finale, or at least a, a tying up of everything. Like countdown to destruction.
0: Yeah, I don't think the intent was specifically to be like a series finale, but just more of like a way to wrap everything Wait up in these sections. Yeah, yeah, and then when we got to like the Alba Ranger adaption, it would have just been like a whole clean slate.
2: Yep. So there you go. I I personally love the idea. I think I I mean I'm a big fan of like you said comic book crossovers. I've kind of been on a spree of reading through all the DC ones lately, from like Crisis on Infinite Earth onwards. And there's just something so fun and so engaging about them, and obviously that's why the Avengers films are so successful. Like I think people just have an overall like love for this kind of thing. So I think anyone who doesn't like the idea, aside from the of the obvious, the whole you know the, how can they afford this? We're gonna we're gonna go with the idea that they decided that Disney did want to because Disney didn't know Marvel at this point like Disney really could have put all of them the them in to make Power Rangers like bigger than it had ever been if they decided to do this So I they mean, Theoretically could have they obviously just decided not to Um, but yeah I think I think anyone who says they don't like the idea you're just lying to yourselves come at me oh, come at me bro <laughs> so, <laughs> fine, you want to do this let's go
0: the floor is yours Seth yeah go on Seth you was go popping off all that it. good shit just a second
3: ago Let, let's yep. hear you. <laughs> I like crossovers, too. I just think this one uh, su- sucked. What about yeah, it? I don't sucked? like it. The The big thing for me is that the pitch that we heard was so focused on Jason and Tommy. Jason versus Tommy. There was almost no mention of what was supposed to be the current main team.
0: That is understandable. It was
3: so focused on the legacy that it wasn't a Hurricane or Adaption. It was Jason-Tommy Civil War. Featuring the Hurricaneer suits occasionally.
0: Uh, that is is fair. So uh, I love
3: it so
2: <laughs> much.
0: I <laughs> love it so much. Because um, yeah, when when like reading the um, call it a pitch, reading the pitch for it, we barely get anything about the actual like current team of Rangers for that season. The most we get is like the Red Ranger is like the son of who would have been the main villain had it not been for Tommy kind of taking over as the main villain. And then you had um, the character who had gone to be Mara, would have been like the Red Ranger's evil betrothed or whatever. But aside from that and the idea of maybe getting a third Thunder Ranger, we don't really know anything about this main team. The, re- the real focus is, like Seth said, on Jason and Tommy.
3: It, it is so focused on legacy and nostalgia that it completely ignores the future. What should or what I guess the present?
1: It it does very much come across as fan fiction, and that it's just not realistic in any way. And I think part of doing a what if episode is considering how it may have actually turned out. And with all of those grand ideas and guest stars and all of that, it never would have worked. No, like even if if Disney had been willing to try realistically, it wouldn't have worked.
0: I disagree. I think the hardest part would have been getting all those actors back, which I would say we don't need to get all of them back. I think...
4: Does Joel really need to pilot a helicopter, you know, kind of thing?
0: I was going to say he could have been one of the ones that we probably could have kept, but um, I think another hard part would have probably been getting Austin St. John and Jason David Frank to work together again for an entire season. Yeah, I think at that point they weren't really cool anymore.
2: It was. It was only a year after. In fact, it wasn't even only a year because I guess this would would have been in planning at the time of Wild Force, right? So, they obviously, they worked together in Forever Red. They even shook hands. So, yeah, but a whole
0: special is kind of different from like we're basically co-stars for a whole season.
2: It is. And... But I, I don't know. I think two, what was this? Two thousand and three. So obviously, would have been filming in like two thousand and two. Uh, I don't. I. I don't think. From what I know about the the feud and stuff, I think it wasn't as serious as it became in later years.
0: Okay. I don't well, know. Then, I, yeah, I, and if if that is the case, then yeah, the only real like issue keeping this from being doable, in my opinion, was was the number of Rangers they were planning to get back. If they could cut down on that or maybe do a lot of like I guess cameos of the Rangers just in suits, so they don't actually have to get the actors I think it could have been feasible.
1: But that's what I mean about being being realistic about all these situations, is that it It would have ended up getting whittled down somehow, and watered down, and not being what the grand vision was. And that's just the reality of Power Rangers. It happens every season. Yeah, it would have
0: been, but I don't think it's to the point where it gets so watered down that there's no point in even attempting it anymore. I I still... I can't even really complain because, again, I love Ninja Storm, but hearing this idea, it was just something I really wish that they had at least attempted. Because, like, even if it ended up being a bad attempt, it's just one of those things where it's like, my own personal curiosity just has me going, I really want to see how this would have turned out. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, sorry, Not going, John.
1: Do you agree that it being at that time with Disney taking over was the best chance for it to ever work? Yes. Definitely would never work now.
0: Absolutely not. I wouldn't. Eat. Actually, let me strike that because if it had been done by Disney or Saban back then, absolutely I would have wanted to see it. It's not something I would want to see now.
1: No, not now.
0: Yeah.
4: No, and I well, think no, old, no, no. I think old Saban would have uh, would have had a far better shot of doing it than than the newer Saban stuff because at that point uh, they yeah. had pretty much given up on on continuity and all that other kinds of stuff but
0: um, we we've seen how the current regime treats past rangers i that i don't even want that to be an attempt now oh yeah Yeah. that's
2: like a completely different conversation isn't it that's like a whole other thing Mm -hmm.
4: my whole thing is is that you know i'm i've i've said it before i'm not the hugest tommy tommy fan out there so to have him to the status of a Zordon-type mentor. Doesn't really sit real well with me. That's probably my my biggest gripe about the entire thing. Um, and I think that would put a little bit of a beef towards Austin St. John, because now you've got somebody that's like put up higher on a pedestal than the original Red Ranger. And, and I, I really like saying how they would have acted with each other. I, I think that there would have been an even larger divide there between both of them
0: so i think it kind of balances itself out there because in the end yes tommy is propped up as like the big like new zordon but in the end the way that story was described he ends up being like ultimately the bad guy everything he did ends up being wrong and jason is right jason's the badass rebel guy who's like leading leading a team of rangers against the guy who would ultimately be the main villain so, yeah, but
4: I don't think, in my personal mind, knowing how Power Rangers goes, I don't think Disney nor Saban would have let that part happen. I don't think they would have let Tommy be evil on his own accord. Uh, you know, under the influence of Rita, that's one thing. Tommy just being the bad guy towards the end, I, I don't know if they would have really have gone for that. So I think that's one of the parts that would have gotten watered down quite a bit. Um just made kind of a media. It helps thing.
0: that it was less him going evil and just more him Having like power. getting blind. Yeah. 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 And, and, it, I, and he, he does come to his senses at the end and sort of like, a, oh, what have I done kind of way. So it's not like they're committing to like evil Tommy. It's more like he's letting his own vision get in the way of like what's actually right.
2: Yeah. Plus, I think they would have had like joint billing as like top stars, surely, because if, if like Tommy's like the leader of one team. Jason's the leader of the other team and surely obviously they're going to have you know equal pay equal this I think that probably would have eased and again it's 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 acting you know it's it's people performing roles in a TV series that they're paid to do I think that's different than two people that used to be on a kid show in the 90s that didn't like the other one because they thought they weren't as good at karate as the other one kind of thing you know <laughs> like that's it's a different scenario so I don't think that would have been as big of a deal as as otherwise it could have been you, you can, and you're going to get that in every scenario and every not even acting in every work, you're always going to get people that don't like each other but have to work together. I think it probably would have been like that. The, the sad reality is it probably could not should have been like that in the upcoming Once a Ranger special, but again, that's a different topic for a different time, so.
1: <laughs> I just think at the end of the day, it was far more ambitious than Power Rangers has ever been capable of pulling off.
0: Oh, it absolutely would have been, but I don't think that should have stopped them from attempting it.
2: No, no. The, the 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 curbing of ambition is kind of what I feel like has killed a lot of interest in the franchise in recent years. Anyway, so
1: yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into some of our other what if scenarios. Yeah. Uh, what was the next? What was the next one we were doing?
2: Uh, I've got another one listed here. So let's see. Okay. So in Power Rangers Dino Thunder, rumors ran wild when the source footage of that season Abba Ranger featured a seemingly entirely new ranger. What if Devin, or maybe someone else, had become the Triassic Ranger?
0: Really happy they didn't
1: do that.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
3: I I think it could have been fun. I'm ultimately glad they didn't, but...
1: I'm all for them doing original things, and I think if they had made that choice before they knew what the footage gave them, it would have forced them to make new footage and do new things, and I'm... I'm always for that.
0: me kind of wonders, though, because Evan was always such like a package deal with Cassidy, what would her role in the story turn into if he ended up becoming a ranger?
2: That's uh, a good question. I don't know. It's not something that ever really occurred. Like When I was watching it, like I remember because it was around the time that I'd really just rediscovered the franchise and discovered Sentai. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I remember seeing rumors about it online, um, but I never really kind of when I was watching the show thought, "Ooh, this comic, this comic relief character as part of the comic relief duo is going to become a, re- you know, it would have been like if if Skull had become the White Ranger in MMPR." Yeah,
0: and it's like what happens with Bulk because now exactly. Skull's, gonna be- Skull's just yeah. going to be
1: hanging out with the Rangers now, and can't tell him so. Well, yeah, it makes you wonder how true the rumor actually is because even early on we saw no reason to believe he would ever become more than just comic relief. Not even comic relief—the sidekick to the comic relief, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah, it is an interesting one. I think it's—it's it's interesting because I think the obviously Triassic Ranger ended up functioning basically the exact same as it did in Ab Ranger. It was just a power-up, but in a lot of ways, because it had its own unique name, it had all. It, it really could have been. It really could have been its own unique character. I mean, is that something that sword. you guys? Yeah, yeah. Is that something you guys would have liked? Is that something that you think was is a more interesting concept than what they went with?
1: Well, like I said, I'm always for them them being creative and making their own footage and, te- and telling their own story. So, yeah. Please do that. I think, I think I prefer
0: what they ended up going with, but I can't say I would automatically hate the idea of them turning that into a completely new ranger. So, so, I guess my only concern would be um, they already weren't a at balancing the five rangers they already had, how well would a sixth member of the cast have like functioned?
1: I agree with that. Well, no. that's,
2: I don't know, it's interesting because was would Dino Thunder have been the first season that only had five rangers by the end?
0: Um I think it was, yeah. It was the first one too, but then we also had um Jungle Fury.
2: Oh was no, Alien so rangers I'm... count? Oh. Alien, I, real alien, and Turbo, I guess, as well.
0: Mm, Turbo has a six. Yeah, Turbo depends on what you consider the Phantom Ranger and Blue Centurion.
2: There are extra. Find Rangers. out more if you listened to last week's episode of Ranger Nation. Comes <laughs> there in. are extra
0: Rangers. Um Lightspeed could have been that if it weren't for um, Ryan.
2: Yes,
3: if it weren't for the sixth member, they would have been. <laughs> you know what? You know what I mean. If they
0: if they hadn't. To- <laughs> If they hadn't decided to add their own like original sixth ranger, then Lightspeed would have probably not even probably it would have been the first one to just have the, the or five.
2: I think I think the reason why they did that was because they probably thought we shit, we're so used to having like six ranges and like an extra one we need to do this ourselves and
0: And I'm glad they did it.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent Lightspeed's credit, yeah. Yep,
0: yeah, back when original ranger costumes looked good. Oh.
1: for for all five minutes that Ryan was on screen.
4: I'm not going to even talk about Ryan again. Not after the last time. (laughs) Screw that.
3: I want to know the context for that. I'm excited.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I make one mention of something, and it goes completely off the rails. It's like, I'm
3: done. I'm done.
4: Oh,
0: you mean like Bryce and Elgar? (laughs) What is Wichel and like me and Elgar? What is going on here?
3: Like Ryan and his adopted father...
0: Me, Diabolico, <laughs>
4: Just hanging off the side of a cliff.
3: <laughs> Guys, don't deny your love for him.
0: I mean, Elgar is awesome. Yes, but um,
3: yeah, he said
1: it. He, <laughs> <laughs> he admitted it.
2: It's recorded for the world to see, Bryce.
0: Eva talks is better, but El. Yeah, Elvis. Elgar is awesome. <laughs> Elvis! <laughs> it <with> Elvis! So.
2: <laughs> the Power Rangers ultimate villain.
0: You know what? I will never speak down the Cosmic Fury suits again if Elvis ends up being the surprise main villain.
2: <laughs> you thought I was dead, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, God. This time you can't blame me for us getting off topic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of you, Bryce, I believe you had a suggestion for a what-if scenario earlier on.
0: Technically, too. They just have to do it the same thing, and they're both in regards to Lost Galaxy. So, as everybody knows, um, in the middle of Lost Galaxy, Valerie Vernon had to leave. Valerie Vernon had (laughs) to (laughs) leave. Hendrix, (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) had to leave because, um... Um, actress had leukemia and she had to go for a treatment. So, Carone, who had played. Or not had played. M- Melody Perkins, who had played Carone, who was astronomer you know, <laughs> in Power Rangers in Space, came in to sort of fill in as the Pink Ranger until, like, the last episode where Valerie came back and got her powers back. You already know that story. So, wonder how many people know that originally the person that was going to be taking Kendricks' place was Cassie, the pink space ranger, pink turbo ranger, replacement cat, and she had actually made it pretty far in. They had at least two episodes recorded of her as the pink ranger before she left for, as far as I know, unconfirmed reasons, but the, I guess we're going to call it a rumor, is that it was because she wasn't satisfied with being credited as a guest star. So, what are everybody's thoughts on that? Do we think that Cassie would have been a better pick than Corone, especially given how little they really did with Corone.
1: I wouldn't say better, but, I mean, Cassie's a top-tier pink ranger, so any more we get of her is fantastic. I do think bringing in Corone was an interesting story choice. I mean, they ultimately didn't do much with it, but it was an interesting story choice.
3: Yeah, I think Corone is the far more interesting choice.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm
3: and also they would have probably done the same amount of nothing with Cassie. Probably, so. yeah.
0: Probably. In fact, one of the episodes, the um Carone and Damon focus episode, that pretty much was originally it's
3: clearly written for Cassie. Yeah,
0: written for Cassie to the point where um I think it was um Jason. He was the one who um posted the frame from that episode where they actually forgot to edit Cassie out.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. What episode is that? In? Just so people to.
0: Uh, dang, I should have gotten the name of it. It was the one where Damon was, like, trying to get this promotion, and Chrome like, just spent the entire episode as his hype man. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, find, the, well, I'll sure. find the name real quick. You guys just keep talking.
4: The enemy of that was a bat that had sonic powers or something?
2: I remember, maybe What he was really fast and blue? Is that the wrong sonic? I don't know.
0: But anyway, I completely missed what he just said. What? I got well, you, Joe It was funny.
2: Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, John. <laughs> Episode thirty-four. Turn up the volume.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was it. That was that was where Corone was written by Cassie. We do our research on
1: this podcast,
2: <laughs> all in real time. <laughs> I fully agree that Corone is by far a more interesting choice. Like it's. The whole, you know, big bad of a, of a one season, coming back and being a hero and getting redemption, like, that's a really, really... It's it's almost surprising they didn't do it more often or they haven't done it, like, as often since. We might be getting that at some point in an upcoming season, maybe, based on rumours that I believe we've heard. But the fact that it's not happened much is kind of really quite surprising, really, when you consider how long the franchise has been going on. The fact that she didn't do much and they didn't take advantage of that kind of confirms the idea that the character was basically written as Cassie. Because otherwise they would have had they planned it in advance as Curone, surely they'd have done a lot more like interesting things and explored the whole, you know, guilt and ramifications of being an astronomer a lot more than they did. It's
0: such an interesting idea that I go as far as to say, and and no offense to Valerie at all when I say this own should have been the Pink Ranger from the very start. Ooh, they would have had way more to do with her in that regard if she had just kind of been there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. As to say, I don't like Kendricks or anything. She's actually like one of my favorite Pink Rangers, especially because of that that episode with um the whole Psycho Ranger fight. I know it's not a <laughs> it's not a good look me saying that my favorite episode is the one where she died, but um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think she was an amazing character. I just think we would have gotten a lot more, a lot more out of Carone being the Pink Ranger that we had in that season from the very beginning.
4: I actually think it made. I think Carone coming in instead of Cassie made the made Lost Galaxy maybe a little bit stronger in that regard, um, because you had Hendrix die, and then you think, oh, Cassie's going to take her place, then. Something gets a little weird when all the rangers are standing there in their suits, the space rangers at least, and you're like, hmm, I wonder why they're not demorphed. Well, of course, you know, all this other stuff was going down behind the scenes, but, um, you know, it's, I think Corone coming in and the chasing down of the Quasar Sabre, and she's the one that gets it in her astronomer persona, and so I, I just think it made, it made a few better episodes. Than, than I think maybe what the series might have continued on as.
1: Again, being kind of the Debbie Downer realist about these what-if scenarios, in reality, chances are the season was already written before Valerie Vernon got sick. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't well, it, have it mattered was. who replaced her. They were really just copy and pasting things onto whoever was there. So Yeah, that's a good point. So other than the, the key episodes that needed to to happen to explain why she's there. It would have been the same if Hendricks was still there.
4: Yeah. But then, you know, it kind of makes me wonder too, like how would the battleizer have come into play then at that point? And, you know, things like that, because there was a lot of stuff that had to be rewritten. And there were a couple times where you could tell that maybe they had kind of written it for Corona a little bit because I remember one point in, in particular where she got kind of excited to morph. And, you know, to me, that kind of seemed more like a, a far more coron type of thing than it would have been for Cassie. So, you know, it, there, there's little things here and there. And, but
1: well yeah, there would have had to, to, to be little changes like that just to yeah make sense. Yeah. But I think largely all the episodes that that came after that would have been more or less the same, regardless of who was playing pink. Oh,
0: sure. Sure. I, I do think it's, um, Interesting that had Cassie stayed instead of Carone, we wouldn't have gotten, like, an episode of her, you no know, kind of finding the Quasar Saber, fighting Trakina, having the powers, having Kendrick actually pass down the powers to her and stuff like we had with Carone. Because I, like, read the script for, like, her debut episode as the Pink Ranger. It was just, like, it was just a regular episode. She was just already integrated as part of the team.
2: yeah yeah. i think i think it would have been to the detriment of the of the series as a whole which is not that's not a knock at cassie's character obviously i think it's just a more interesting and i think bryce you just presented a probably a more interesting what if scenario is in what if Corone was lost galaxy pink from the start i think that's i think that's a really interesting idea because that's in a lot of ways that's taken just as much advantage of the whole power rangers um formula over the sentai one than anything else obviously sentai doesn't almost ever have like recurring characters whereas this having the ability to cherry pick from a past season and reintroduce that character as someone else or in a different role that's like a really good really interesting especially if someone like karon someone as strong as that yeah i think that that would have been and again that's no i enjoyed kendrick's as a character when i rewatched the show she was probably one of the stronger personalities in the team as well absolutely um but I think, yeah, I think the idea of Coron from the start, almost having like a, you could have extended the opening for maybe a couple more episodes to really introduce Corone again and and basically have the exact same scenario as her coming in and disguising herself as astronomer and all that stuff from the beginning of the show. And playing it up more over the, the course of the entire season is just a really fascinating idea that we could have done.
0: It really would have been. and It would have given us more time to actually like develop her Post astronomer the time that she didn't get in the actual season because of the unfortunate, unfortunateness—is that a word? Um, it's because of how um, the circumstances surrounding her joining the show, it was just she was just kind of a fill-in. Whereas if she had just been there from the start, she would have been there from the start. She would have actually been a planned out, fully fleshed character.
4: Right, and actually, you could have probably fit her in pretty easily with even the way the episodes were. um she could have just been part of being on the Astro Megaship, you know, before they took off, too. You know, Alpha was already on there. Damon's the mechanic. You know, Korone could have been put there as something, a guide, you know, a, a story, you know, taking people through. And then she ends up staying on the ship to leave with them. Like
0: all that space lore that they got from Kendricks and, like, the Lost Galaxy book and all that, it could have easily just been stuff that Korone knew just from her years traversing yeah. through space.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, now you're kind of making me want that. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> that. The the possibilities of that really would have made a really good show,
0: a good character. Honestly, could have made Chrome like one of the better Pink Rangers we've had.
2: Yeah. No. Agreed. So I think we've kind of reached a natural conclusion of that particular what if. Yep. Has anyone else got any of us to suggest? I have a selection of others that are all tied to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is in keeping with what's coming up next month. But if anyone's got anything else to go through first, let's go for it.
1: Well, I assume one of yours is the one I would say. So let's go ahead.
2: Okay. So first of all, I'm going to go with a slight ease into that one. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was obviously the most popular thing. It was the new hotness across the world in 1993 and 1994. And it was based on a Japanese show which only had one season. It was initially supposed to end at Doomsday. What if, when it ended at Doomsday, they didn't continue on, they didn't get new Jutu footage, they, in 1994, introduced a new season, Power Rangers Kung Fury. (laughs) What would it have done? Would Would it have killed the franchise dead in the water there and then? Would it have changed how we view mighty Morphin and other seasons in terms of how they could be popular would it meant that jdf carried on as cybertron and not in coming back as the white ranger like what what could we what could we be looking at as a franchise would this podcast even exist (laughs) i
1: think i
0: (sighs) I, part of me just because i would have preferred that even as a kid i would have preferred that i um want to have hope and say that Maybe the franchise would have would have continued, just the nostalgia for Mighty Morphin itself might not have been as powerful.
3: Which I, was... I grew up with... Sorry, go ahead. I was
0: going to say, which honestly might have been for the best, given how a lot of people treat Mighty Morphin as the only thing that Power Rangers has to offer. But um, I think... If they weren't going to do that, I still think they should have at least used the Dime Ranger suits for um season two. Well,
2: and just had the original Mighty Muffin cast use the suits as well as the Zords and stuff. That's interesting. I, I couldn't I couldn't see that working personally. I think at that point in time, if they switch suits, they'd probably have to switch characters too.
0: I think we already since we already had Tommy switching suits and that didn't do anything except make people think Tommy was more awesome don't think that... That's he, true, yeah. I don't think the whole cast switching to, let's be real, better-looking suits would have done anything. Because the, themstel- the characters themselves themselves the characters still would have been there. They just would have been wearing different clothes. They might as well have done it. Everything else was already different. The main villain was different. The Zords were different. Tommy
1: was different. It, there, there was no point in keeping them in the dinosaur suits. This may be, be controversial, but I think the way they did do things was the worst possible way to ensure the longevity of the brand. I think sticking with the Jew Ranger suits for as long as they did, sticking with the cast for as long as they did, it cemented that as Power Rangers in the zeitgeist. Nothing else will ever be Power Rangers to the wider audience. And
2: 100% agreed.
1: And that works somewhat But the way the brand just kept trudging along for 25 years after that has really driven it into the ground in terms of cultural relevance, where most people don't even know it's still on. And that's really hurting it now when there are attempts to reboot it, to bring it back for a larger audience. It's, It's such a specific thing in everyone's head. And I think, specifically for this What If, if they had adapted the Sentai model immediately, like they did post-Lost Galaxy, of just a reboot each season, the show may not have lasted as long as it has, but maybe it would have developed into something else. Because then that, that would have been Power Rangers.
0: I agree. I think, mm-hmm. I think it would have stopped. Maybe that like thirty-year-long continuity we've gotten going on, it might have gotten cut short a little earlier than we have now. But I think the series itself would have resurfaced resurfaced in some way, same way that like Transformers does.
3: I I th- I agree. It would have been cut short. I just think it would have been cut short at around year three. I think just completely switching everything out in year two would have killed the series.
2: See, I I, I agree with that. I think, and, and it's tricky though because it's. Hmm, I think the way the, the West views superhero franchises, is, it is like always oh, like a it's a continuing thing. It's always like a continuing continu continuing continuity. What 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 is continuity of not continuing? Um, <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where it's. People are so used to, you know, with Spider Man, it's you know Spider Man One, then Spider Man Two, then Spider Man Three. It's not Spider Man, and then in the next film, it's suddenly Miles Morales, and there's no mention of all the other characters and all the things like that. It's, it's always, you know, look at the MCU. It's it's successful because it's a tied together, you know, intrinsic world. It's the sen. I think the Sentai format works in Japan and works with Sentai because number one, it was established from the very beginning, and number two, I think. Japanese media in general does that an awful lot. Like, you know, you look at the Final Fantasy game series or you look at Sentai and Kamen Rider, it's always its own unique universe or story or, like, pantheon of characters with, you know, the occasional crossover here and there and stuff like that when it it necessitates it. But I don't know. It's tricky. But then at the same time, I think... Obviously, the reason why Mighty Morphin is the be-all, end-all of Power Rangers is because, like John said, and he's right, it was three years of the same essential characters like set like look setting with only the mech really being the thing that changed um and obviously the introduced villains here and there too but it was very much a continuing this is season one two three as opposed to a complete blank slate every single time obviously that goes much more with the whole western view of how these things are supposed to be i don't know power Rangers was so popular it really would have been a risk, but the risk may have paid off. That is the big interesting what if here, because we'll we'll never know if it would have paid off or not.
0: So I'll raise you this. If we had some sort of compromise where we were still getting a new cast of Rangers, but it was still like, the story was still clearly continuing off of what came before it. Like maybe we had a couple of mainstays at, like on the team, like maybe somebody like Jason or Kimberly stayed on of just bringing the entire team back or what if one of them were like mentor figures now and next season like took place like a little further in the future like instead of going completely a clean slate we're still kind of getting this new feeling that's still built off of what we had before
2: yeah I think ideally that probably would have been the best solution maybe not keeping like say Jason and Kimberly, who were arguably I'd say two of the three most popular characters in the show if you I think if you keep them on, then you'd always have that kind of audience reaction of, oh well, they're the real ones. These new ones aren't as good. It's like say by the bell of a new class, you know, no one cared about the new class. Um, that's a dated reference right there. I, po- I apologize.
1: Nobody under forty understands that reference. It it will kind of be like
0: how um how Transformers, um, they kinda of always have this like different sort of rotation of different Autobots, but Optimus is still like usually always there.
4: Well, and you could have had Billy, you know, play more of, like, his Zeo role, possibly, you know, where he's more of just just the the tech guy of, of the group, you know, building the things or doing stuff or whatever. I think that probably would have worked out a lot better.
0: I think as long as they kept some sense of familiarity, it wouldn't be, like, as big a resistance to, like, a complete changing of the costumes or the cast of characters who are the Rangers. And who knows, maybe Rocky would have actually gotten the chance to be a character.
2: <laughs> Don't talk crazy talk. He's he's a fireman now, Bryce.
0: Yeah, I guess he
2: is. <laughs> I, clear, I, clear, I clearly wasn't intended to be Jason. <laughs> I, I think... Oh, sorry, no, go on, Jason. No, 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 we're good. We're
4: good. I was just saying that he had a, a carton of Chinese food in his hand, too. It just... So oh, he, he could was, have been directing. he just teleports oh in. He's pacing away from everybody. He's got his hat in one hand. He's got a box of Chinese food in the other. <laughs> I don't know. And he's kind of standing, standing there staring, like, what the hell just happened? You know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. There's just something funny about that entire <laughs> part.
2: I, I like Bryce's idea of continuing the world in season two and having it be like a whole of a team. You could have had it, obviously, with... We know of a ranger, it's a very... And again, they probably wouldn't have acknowledged the fact that it's a very Chinese-based aesthetic and stuff like that. They wouldn't have. Certainly didn't with Bizards. But, well, look at, uh, look at uh, how again, they treated uh, the
0: ninja yeah. aspects in Kaku Ranger. The ninja team were, were alien fish.
2: It's more fun time. <laughs> um, I think it would have been very cool, for, for me at least, if, if you could have even had it, whereas it's a team from China. They could have had different countries of ranger teams different you know obviously different cities we used to that and they could have really done that and it could have been like a, like a chinatown cast of characters and hence that's why you know it's chinese themed martial arts based all that kind of stuff
0: Back then, do you really trust them to do a completely like chinese cast for this
2: oh god no of course not like they it's one of those things where it's. For one thing, I will give credit to Power Rangers for is obviously diversity. I think that's been one of the few shows which has kind of always placed an emphasis on it, like from its inception. But yeah, I, you're right. If it was just a team of say purely Asian American or the Chinese characters itself, yeah, they probably wouldn't have done that all that well. But
4: they could have been from Stone Canyon. Stone Canyon, then at that point too, since you know we have the Chinatown
2: Stone Canyon, yeah. That's, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> got choked on my own words but anyway they could have had you know if they wanted to tie it you know had that part too you know picking because who knows what it would have been out with you know not bringing in the three from stone king and now you could throw that in that maybe they've moved to a different city but that city's still kind of close to them kind of thing so you could still have that nice little tie-in the power chamber could still be where it is and all
0: that kind of, kind of stuff so they teleport so it's it's not like it's not like you need to move the command center because again.
4: Although, although they did a certain trailer, it's now by the sea.
3: <laughs> you know whose command center was also by the sea? Zordon's student, Gosek. Oh,
2: uh-huh. That's probably where we've got it from. We've watched, we've watched Metacross, <laughs> we've watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
0: Probably so. Can we not talk about the unclean? No. Okay. <laughs>
2: <So> I, <laughs> <laughs> in, I was gonna say before, in retrospect, it's one of those things where I'm sure like like Heim Saban was probably kicking himself for not doing a full Die Ranger adaptation when literally half the cast decided to just up sticks and leave. Yep. Like, had they just gone for like an entirely new cast straight away, then they could have, you know, we could have completely averted that problem, and even still brought back uh, Tommy as as White Ranger. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that kind of leads us into another what if, more severe one maybe, is that what if the show ended at Doomsday. There was no Season 2. And maybe controversial again, but I do think the brand would be stronger today if they had done that.
0: I don't know about that. I think, like everything else in the 90s, it would have ended up popping back up in some way, shape, or form today. I don't think the franchise itself would have benefited in any way from stopping at Season 1.
1: I just think, like we said... In the Zeitgeist, Power Rangers is a very specific thing, and even within that, it's even more specific. It's season one. Red, green, yellow, blue, pink, black, green. Dino Megazord.
2: By extension, also, I'd say early season two. I think Lord Zed's just as iconic as Reetha in terms of villains.
1: I'll give you that, but if you ask a normal person about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they don't know Rocky or Aisha.
2: A normal person?
1: (laughs) They don't know Adam, they don't know the Thunder Megazord.
2: <laughs> Where do I
0: find one of these? Stone Canyon Trio, they they, they have their fans.
1: <laughs> but is that as strong as season one?
0: As strong as season one? I'm gonna say oh, but I think because they were the team alongside Tommy when he was the White Ranger and they were the team that got to be in the movie. Not
2: in the movie yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah,
0: completely definitely. sleep on them.
2: I think the movie
3: does a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah.
2: There. But for those characters, yes, definitely.
3: I
1: just think if Power Rangers had stayed a very specific, specific thing, kind of like uh, Ninja Turtles is. Yeah, that's kind of one story everybody knows that keeps getting rebooted generationally. And I'm sorry, but I do think. Ninja Turtles is a stronger brand than Power Ranger. Oh
0: my! Part. Oh, it is. My it's one hundred
2: percent is. Yeah, yeah.
0: The
1: only Ninja Turtles thing that only
0: lasted one season was the one nobody likes to talk about.
2: That's what I was gonna say. I think the difference there is Ninja Turtles became popular because the, the original cartoon went on for ten seasons. Like, granted, it was in terms of like popularity and like the zeitgeist, like you said it was replaced by Power Rangers itself. I always kind of view them as very similar, almost like brother and sister series where it's, even though they're not related, apart from that one time that they were related. Thanks, Saban. <laughs> thanks for that monstrosity. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ.
0: Wait, no. Because I, um, <laughs> I, I got to give that episode its props. It had like one of my favorite lines where Astronomer was like asking Michelangelo something and he's just he just looks at her dead serious and was like, you're asking me, a turtle who lives in the sewers, to explain a cosmic event to you?
2: <laughs> I wasn't even just meaning that one episode. I just kind that... of meant next mutation in general. It's it's, it's, it's an abomination.
0: Were you about well, to say, uh, Seth?
2: That episode's good. It's just
3: the next mutation isn't.
2: Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the point I was trying uh, to okay. make.
3: But
1: at the end of the day, what did Ninja Turtles get that Power Rangers has never gotten? Sequels.
4: Yeah. I, I'll, I'll agree with John on this one because you know everything that would have been rebooted or redone or everything for generational would have been mighty Morphin power rangers it would not have been anything else and and there was nothing else to go off of so you know you'd kind of see throughout the the changing times new people coming in with new stories of jason and trini and and zach and you wouldn't have all this other stuff going along with it i can see where that actually would have been a really interesting take on it, and considering everybody thinks of Mighty Morphin as Power Rangers, it I don't really think anything would have changed that much as far as the uh, the general aspect of of
2: it. I was about to say, that's kind of where we're at anyway, so that doesn't really make too much of a difference, yeah. because obviously when we get a new movie, it's Mighty Morphin. When we get a new comic book, it's Mighty Morphin. When we get a new toy line that's kind of like licensed out from Hasbro, it's Mighty Morphin. That- when we get when we get a 30th anniversary special, it's Mighty Morphin. It's kind of like they know, or at least it, it's it feels like they're starting to learn that Mighty Morphin really is like the only like profitable like cash cow that they've got as a franchise. Like I mean, and like we've seen numbers. Like I from like my my audience on social media, I can kind of see the age range of the fandom and kind of where tastes lie. And it's it's you know for. I hate to break it to anybody, but it's not with Dino Fury, <laughs> and I don't think it's gonna be with Cosmic Fury. It's Mighty Morphin. I think, you know, talking about like what ifs and mistakes. I think it's a mistake. I think it's a big mistake to have once or once once arrange it once and always first, and then closer to the actual anniversary itself, having Cosmic Fury second. Like, yeah. it's you know what I mean. It's kind of like you. You having like the opening match as the main event, and then the main event just comes first. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, like business wise. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's just an aside. I can see that. I I think I think cancelling at season one would have been a mistake. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing how it it would positively benefit it in any way. That it's not already benefiting from now.
2: I don't. I don't think anything that was as. Like a big popular both, and again, it's one of those things where you say kids' franchise in a lot of ways. Mighty Morphin almost transcended kids' franchises, even at the time, it was like the number one like franchise in terms of like just global reach and toy sales and overall like notoriety. Like, think of the amount of like other TV shows that referenced Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, I literally, I've been re watching season one of Friends lately, and like, big full on like reference Mighty Morphin, yeah, like, it's yeah. a it's a show aimed at adults you know what i mean it was so it was so ubiquu- ubiquitous in pop culture that everybody knew what it was um like you know marvel was bankrupt at the time star wars was on hiatus like there was no ninja turtles was kind of like faded in popularity it was it was the biggest thing and i think canceling it at season one would have killed that dead in the water i think That's why I think the idea of, you know, did, did season two become a Diarranger adaptation or a continuation and like what's, that's like a bigger what if than that, but it's, it is an interesting one. And again, it kind of leads into another what if, which we'll get to in a second, but go on, uh, John, you have something I think it begs
1: the question if it was so big, if it was this unavoidable entity in the zeitgeist in 1993, 1994, why did the movie coming out at the absolute peak only do okay?
2: I don't think the movie did come out at the peak. I think I think the I think the it's it, it's odd because I think the shelf life of like super popularity times of things can be quite short. I think the movie I think did ahead the movie, but it didn't have the original cast. One hundred percent. I think if the movie had had jason and kimberly and tommy and zach and trini and billy rather than the stone canyon trio because i think when the movie came out i don't even know if we'd had season two over here yet
0: they were um so jason zach and trini were actually still in the cast when they were even advertising the movie so yeah yeah, i I think their um movie had been planned for a while it's just they did it a little late
1: I mean, Jason and I I, are the only ones old enough to remember that, but I remember very much in 1994 knowing that it was coming. It was a big deal.
2: The movie? The movie. Oh, see, I I remember because I'm I'm still quite old. Um, I, I was about, I think, was I four or five when the movie came out over here? I can't remember what it was, and I vaguely remember. But, um... I don't know. I feel like it was a lot of people to be like, uh, oh, it's not really the Power Rangers because it was it wasn't the original cast and it kind of looked different. And apparently, my room just <laughs> fell over. I apologize. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think the the overall sheen of the show had started to fade slightly by the time the movie came out.
0: That said, do um, TV show tie in movies ever do spectacularly? Ninja turtles.
4: Yeah, turtles did exceptionally well.
0: Is, what came, what came I first, don't, Ninja I turtles, the movies or the um, show?
2: The cartoon. Okay. The cartoon came in the eighties, I think. The movie was ninety or ninety one. Okay. I'm sure. Eighty six was
0: something.
4: the uh, cartoon series, I do believe, and of course ninety was the first movie. But the thing was just sidetracking on that the the movie went it didn't take the fred wolf series into consideration they took the original comic inspiration yes. so i think yeah i think I was gonna that say, yeah. that in and of itself is what gave it a stronger push was it you No, know, i went to go see it uh, at that time i didn't even I, I had no clue what rangers were you know it, whenever rangers took off and everything even about the movie I didn't give any crap about that because I was still a huge Turtles fan. But I remember in 1990 going and seeing the movie and being kind of taken aback a little bit because it's like, this is a little darker and and not as lively and comical as the cartoon. So I think that's what it had going for and why it did so well.
2: Yeah, and elements were different. Like, I remember when, again, because I watched all of these things after after the fact, but I remember like growing up because we had like a VHS tape. Oh, nothing more 90s than the VHS tape. <laughs> of Around the, I the VHS. first five episodes. I think season see, season one of Turtles was just like five episodes and we had that on VHS. And then we also have the movie on VHS. And like, it's just, it's different. Like the the background of Splinter is a completely different backstory. And there's so many things there that are different. Whereas in some ways the, the Power Rangers movie was too. Like there was, you know, the command center was different and how certain things were. And like the fact that Babu and Squat were replaced by mordant the f***ing <laughs> modern. like it was like this weird disconnect but it was still it was still very much that like you kind of needed needed to have known the show to know who these characters were because unlike the turtles movie which i felt like did a good job of characterizing the four different turtles the movie did nothing to characterize like the six ranger characters they were literally just well, these are a bunch of people that you should know from a tv show if you don't, then you're not gonna like it. And so the movie in a lot of ways really didn't cater itself to a larger audience than the kids who watched the, the show. It was also they... the
0: first time I saw like Zed and Rita together because by the time I was like old enough to actually remember like watching Power Rangers, we had already gotten way past that point. So my- the only way I could see Mighty Morphin was from my old VHS tapes. And I had like none of season three or the end of season two. So I just remember watching the movie and just thinking, why are Zed and Rita there at the same time? Who is the pig guy? What? <laughs> yeah. What? If, yeah, yeah. What is the what is a pterodactyl thunder whip? Did, did I miss something?
4: <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, and it's another what if for maybe a, another time. But what if the Ranger movie had actually cast, like, not have taken from the show, but actually cast real actors? You know, had a stronger script and stuff like that you know what would we have seen you know that's what turtles did turtles didn't hire any of the people that were from the cartoon to voice them or anything like
2: that you know, it
0: so basically what what if we got the 2017 movie earlier
2: Ooh, yeah that's a really good one if actually jason that's that is, that's that's interesting
1: his name is bryce
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i thought jason suggested it didn't he
0: but, uh, um, no, nah, J- Jason, that was pretty much what he was going for. I was just basically... Um, no, no. That, that's what, just clarifying. Yeah, you're that's, you're, you're that's just <laughs> But the thing is, it, it still,
4: it still would have been that 90s charm of sorts What and what Turtles had. You know, just kind of maybe using that as a, and, and moving... it a bigger cast. Making it a little bit stronger. Because you wouldn't have had all the, the glorious CGI and stuff, you know, back then. So it would have been interesting to see what they would have come up with with maybe just a little bit more budget, higher paid actors, you know, a stronger script, you know, what what would that have been like? You know, and to me that interests me um, a
0: little bit. No, that that actually is a really good um really good what if. Well um, going
1: back to the show maybe ending earlier than it did, I think the way it ended up existing, kind of trudging along, churning out adaptations, it kind of lulled various owners into a sense of I don't know complacency and I think they really missed an opportunity in the early to mid even late 2000s of rebooting with a big budget movie based on Mighty Morphin right at the time when that specific type of movie was all the rage. My only concern
0: with Power Rangers basically doing the same thing that Ninja Turtles did, where it would just keep on rebooting itself with um, just different actors, different continuities, and all that. They wouldn't take advantage of the different Sentai aesthetics we had. You would just be stuck with Mighty Morphin and the dinosaurs and all that for all time. So for
2: that, I we're, we're going to be any we're yeah, going to we be already anyway. are. Per- Prepare yourself. (laughs) We're
0: stuck with that, but then we also still have all these other past seasons stuff to go back to. We still have adaptations that do new things, depending on what happens after Cosmic Fury. Um, So, with that in mind, I am happy we have that. I don't... uh, Obviously, I probably wouldn't care, because I wouldn't know about the other stuff, but... I knowing about it now, I wouldn't want to sacrifice all the other adaptations we did have just to have nothing but Mighty Morphin for 30 years straight in in, in different intervals. That's
2: fair. So that brings us quite neatly to the next what if scenario. So I think it's something that John's foreshadowed a little bit there, but throughout the 30 years of the franchise's history, there's been a few very distinct points that really could have been a cap on the franchise so what if the yearly show had ended not so much just at mighty Morphin, but at the end of in space or wild force or rpm would that have made a I difference think
1: ending within space would have been a very strong choice i think in that situation it would have been more similar to the original ninja turtles cartoon where it went on for you know 10, 10 years or so, whatever. And it became a very specific thing in people's childhoods, which then you could revisit in the future. Oh, and the
4: one stage finale, Countdown to Destruction, was touted as a series finale. Um, I very distinctly remember those commercials.
0: But I thought by the time they actually started filming Countdown, they already knew they were approved for another season.
4: Fox Kids ran a few of the bumpers um, that, that did, in fact, say series finale. And then they changed it to season finale as it got closer towards um, the actual time. I remember those because I, I had recorded the show so many times that I, I clearly remember those bumpers. Um, but anyway, I mean, I, I guess probably by then they would have they would have known.
1: I mean, obviously, the, the show wasn't I mean. Obviously, the, the show wasn't as big in 1998 as it was in 93, but it was still a top brand. And I think there's a lot to, to be said yeah. for going out on top.
2: Yeah, that makes I, I I agree with that. Because I think from, again, from kind of like happenstance and what I've like learned since and read about and vague, vague memories of the time like turbo really did kill it for a lot of people. And I hate to say that because it's not, I don't mean any disrespect to the turbo cast or any of the people that worked on the show, but let's call a spade a spade. The second movie bombed the, the TV show had completely like, everybody. I knew by that point at the age of like, I don't know, six or seven had completely grown out of a franchise, which kind of is the revolving door audience. Um, It was basically dead in the water and then from what I know space did a lot to kind of maybe not bring people back but like really sell toys and bring it to a newer audience there and I think that's why they decided to continue not only the franchise but also with the whole space aesthetic with Lost Galaxy because in space had been as popular as it was and you can even look back now we say that Mighty Morphin's would be all and end all and it is but in space is one of the very few which has its very like sizable yeah. like diehards yeah. within the fandom. Yeah, I, I think we can all agree on that.
4: Um, the countdown to destruction um, ending, I think, is probably the the best of the finite endings for the show. If it was going to do that, it kind of reminds me. Kind mm-hmm. of kinda reminds me a little bit, and, and probably Bryce and and Seth and and uh, Jay will probably get this a little bit more. But um, I kind of put it towards, like, if Dragon Ball Z was going to end, the Cell Saga would have been a good spot to just yeah. stop it because it it had kind of built up and Gohan won and Gohan, you know, is now the savior and everything like that. It it, it works the same way for Countdown kind of to Destruction. It is the it is a very good, perfect
0: ending. Actually, it's a really seasons. good comparison because, like, as much as I am one of the biggest apologists for the Boo Saga, so
2: he apologizes so much everyone he apologizes for it so much and i do not accept his apology i will never accept his apology
3: you know (laughs) you know who also gets that comparison one of our famed listeners xeno sciogen yes
1: (laughs) winner of our giveaway
3: oh shout out to you buddy
2: excellent excellent shout out seth excellent shout out
1: if you want a quality shout out like that, tweet us. <laughs> at Ranger Nation Pod.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna rustle some Jimmies right now. Are you ready? I think the another good comparison is the countdown to destruction as the ending of Power Rangers for franchise as it was at the time would have been just as good as Endgame being the you know de facto ending for the MCU.
0: Actually, <sighs> Nah, oh
2: no, he I, I
0: didn't. could see that. Oh no! No, nah, um, he obviously wouldn't have just stopped making a shared universe at that point. But I could see Endgame kind of being like the stopping point before they just like reboot stuff. And part I of think me, countdown to.
2: Almost... I think that's yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going into a. We don't need to go into a complete segue into the MCU. That's a that's a different podcast. <laughs> we're not MCU nation, but um, it could be. But we're not going to be. <laughs> I I think, I think, yeah, Jason's right. I think of all of the potential endings, and we'll get on to the other ones next, I think Countdown to the Destruction, especially if they'd had cameos or appearances from the likes of Jason and Tommy and so on. I right. think it really would have been a strong, let's put a cap on it for now. Let's leave it for a few years. How can I miss you if you won't go away? And then maybe in five or six years later, completely bring it back with something. Bring it back with, you know, had they ended it at um, in space and then completely brought it back for Ninja Storm, where they had, you know, very cool looking suits that were kind of different from the norm and a different setup of, you know, it's three people on the team and then you get another two and you get another one kind of thing. I think that could have been a really good way of, you know, bringing that nostalgia and really hammering it back rather than just dragging it on and dragging it on and dragging it on and that's kind of unfortunately where we've got to you now
1: like
0: it's actually funny that you um, mentioned the um you mentioned the cameos and stuff in countdown because i'm still genuinely surprised they didn't do that it kind of makes me wonder whether or not they tried that just felt like the perfect place to bring back even like the uh, two like past ranger actors that you already got to come back for in space they could have co- um adam and justin at least could have come back in that regard instead all we get is trey phantom ranger and blue centurion <laughs> there's
1: only one who the ranger. hell's trey <laughs> jason is the one and only gold ranger i mean he is golden
4: you know the weird thing is though you know the show you know had it have ended there The show then could have branched out a little bit more. You know, it could have gone into animation. It could have gone into something else. And I always think that that's always been an extreme holdback. Is they're saying, nope, we're just going to do the live action show, and we're going to do the live action show only. And you know, not allowing it to, you know, so what? Go back and do a a Mighty Morphin animated series while the regular live action show is going on. Do something a little bit different. Something to kind of bring in everybody once again, and it could have led
0: into some other other things. We actually did get animated Power Rangers, the Netflix Voltron series.
3: Oh, yes. Yes. Don't people hate how that ended?
0: Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really good so far from where I'm at. Like this, it literally is everything I would have wanted out of an actual, like animated Power Rangers show. Well,
4: maybe that's why they decided not to do it was, you know, you get too much of the Voltron, um, Comparisons there and similarities. Maybe they wanted Power Rangers to stay its own type of unique, um, filming aspect.
2: I think that's to its detriment, though. <laughs> no, it is. It really is. But
1: it is. That's what I was saying. Uh, the way it's just trudged along, churning out Sentai after Sentai, it's kind of locked everybody into this very narrow-minded idea. Of what the brand could be or even now we have fans who don't believe the brand should ever be anything more than just yeah out. The can time. be more than that i year don't
0: mind it year. just being that yes it, it can be more. i i
2: agree i agree with john there wholeheartedly i think that again because it's funny because that goes back all the way back to one of the first things we were talking about which was mighty Morphin carrying on for three years kind of cemented that as the be all end all of the show by then continuing Sentai adaptations for 30 years like of course you're going to get people who have been following the franchise for that long you know the filthy man children that they will be that can only think <laughs> inside that very very small confined box of this this is what power Rangers is and it can't be anything else and i've seen that online in a few different places and it's it's a really bizarre thing to me because again you look at Ninja Turtles it's it's always it's always to me a really good example to compare it to which has been an animated show multiple times a live action movie several times a live action show once don't talk about that one now it's going to be now it's going to be another animated <laughs> movie and it's every single time it tries something different like the art style is different yeah. or the tone is slightly different michael bay is slightly different it's you know it
0: or um even even something that's like power rangers that's Unlike Ninja Turtles, is a fellow like adaptation of of Japanese material. Transformers. Look at all the different mediums yeah. that's gone yeah, into. Yeah, good
2: point. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, John, I think John's completely right. And again, just to kind of bring it back in, because I know we've kind of gone a bit wild of this one. But other endings of the show could have potentially been one <laughs> one of Bryce's personal favorites: the end of the Power Rangers in Wild Force. I love what. And then, of of I course, the other one. Thank wild God Horse, that never happened. happened let me finish but i
0: you didn't let me finish i started (laughs) i started
2: so the over the over end the over potential ending would have been rpm which i think in some ways was a you know the second best ending for the show potentially it could have been
0: it is it's just unfortunate that so many people didn't even realize rpm was airing until it was already done yeah
1: that's that's the sad
0: part i think
3: that um as a story, RPM would have been a great place to end it, but we would have missed out on so many outside the show things, like comics, DVDs, the amount of merchandising that Saban put back into it. I,
0: I would have been fine with the show itself stopping at RPM, but, because we, we just haven't gotten anywhere near as good as that since. But the comics and stuff like Hyperforce, even the 2017 movie that definitely would have been missed. And that kind of makes me say grudgingly that Neo Saban was worth it.
2: Oh, no, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just, again, to clarify to people listening too, we're not saying that by ending the show about time, we mean completely kill the franchise dead and never see her again. We just mean basically give it a rest and then bring it back full force. I think the comics could have still existed and the games absolutely could have still existed.
3: If it had ended at RPM, let's be real. Disney would not have ever touched it again. But
0: they would have sold
3: it. I feel like. Just oh yeah, like D- Disney was selling any, right? it anyway.
2: Yeah, Di- yeah. Uh, Disney was selling it before RPM mm-hmm. was even a thought in Eddie's twinkly mind. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things. They made that decision. I think Disney did. Disney already own Marvel, or were they in the process of buying Marvel at that point in time. Were,
1: I think they would have owned. It was it around that- the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they Disney had made the minds up on the franchise by then, regardless of the show. Would have gone to someone else. Like someone else would have bought it, even if just to kind of have a right to the franchise in perpetuity. Which I kind of have a feeling that Hasbro is going to do that after this year, anyway. Um, I think it that doesn't mean the stuff like the comics wouldn't have existed. And I think they still, I think there's, there, still would have been a demand for that in time. Because again, the more things go away, the more people think, hmm, I miss this. I want to bring back this kind of mm-hmm. thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think. think no problem.
1: I think Hasbro is finally taking those chances. I just worry that it's too late.
2: <sighs> Especially
1: now that everything seems to be up in the air, we don't know what Hasbro is actually doing anymore.
2: I don't think Hasbro knows what they're doing. Um, no, yeah, I'm, that's the problem. I I think I'm going to say something that's quite controversial here, but I think on paper. Like once a ranger, once what I keep saying, once a ranger, once and always. And that's you know, I think it's it's not. I don't honestly. I'm gonna again. This is another controversial take. I don't think it's a very good title. I think if you're trying to cater towards Mighty Morphin fans, it once and always doesn't really mean a whole lot to them. It's that's kind of more for the long time fans, and I think
0: it's too fancy. It should have been like called yeah. like Power Rangers Back to Action or something.
2: Yeah, 100%, 100%. Because I think that would have meant so much more to that wider audience that they're trying to get. I think there's there's so much, which I think, again, we can discuss the trailer slightly towards the end of the podcast, but I think that there's so much that's right with the trailer. Let's be realistic. There are things in the trailer which is, you know, worth commending. But there's so much that I see as a missed opportunity for what it could be. And so that's what I was going to say. On paper, once and always, and Cosmic Fury... Or a step in the right direction. It's just the, the stepping in the wrong shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the I conversation really I... died. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, was try- I was trying to think of what Just to like say the next. brand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um... No, you're, you're absolutely right there. Because, um... Yeah, that's not a good title. Could have been literally anything else that called back to morphin, anyway, I, I would have even accepted it's it's morphin time.
2: Yeah, I think I think that just or literally just call it morph. Don't even have paring's title. Call the whole thing morphin time or Mighty, something like that. Or would have been, morphin? just my yeah. Like like the, like the comics do a perfectly good job with that. Yeah,
3: i morphin time.
1: Shay <laughs> <laughs> of the Robo Dumpster.
2: Oh God. <laughs> We were talking about things that the trailer did well. Let's not talk about things the trailer didn't do too well. Can we, though? Go on. I, I think we've sure. segued into it. Tra- Come on. It's, it's like kind of, by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, I'm sure either the special has aired or is about to air. We're not exactly the most timely of folk, but we can, we'll can. we give our full thoughts on the special once it's aired, and we'll try and be a bit more quick with that. But for now, I guess we can kind of discuss thoughts and feelings on the trailer.
0: Um Seth seemed to be really eager to yeah. share his thoughts and I know exactly why, so <laughs> So let let's give that to Seth.
3: Because for once I am the most negative <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the Today playing the role of Bryce, it's Seth. <laughs>
0: um
3: I don't think it was a great trailer.
0: Every complaint you've had about the trailer I do agree with. Then there is the part of me that is it's just like, I grew up on these people, and it feels really good seeing them again. It's it's not like The um, Reconnection, where clearly just seeing Jason again wasn't enough to save it from being a complete dumpster fire. But, like...
2: Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, let... Maybe when we get... Let's Seth, let Seth explain what his criticisms were. were. We're talking about them. People don't know what they are.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah. My bad. Let, let's go for that.
3: Oh. First of all, I'll probably be in your shoes on the uh, never that it happens. We get Jungle Fury once and always. (laughs) Right, (laughs) But (laughs) a lot of them are small things, I admit. But I think that they add up. Like, the teleportation effect. And, like, I know the old teleportation effect is terrible. It's not good. But from the point of view of it being for casual nostalgia, they should have recreated the original effect.
2: Yeah. I mean, they could have they could have created it and jazzed it up a little bit. I think that's I think we're all kind of hoping that's what they're going to do with a morph, and they're not going to go too far crazy with that one. But like, I feel like the movie, the original movie, did a, like a slightly better looking version of a teleportation turbo. Really, turbo really kind of. I think Turbo's one looked pretty good. Turbo in space
4: looked really good. Here's my thing: is I like it when the teleportation has a a kind of a heaviness to it, if that's the right word. I like it to feel like. They're being zapped in somewhere, and too many. T- that's what I like about space and turbo is they kind of get that little halo ring above them, and then they teleport through it. You know, almost like a a head and a trail kind of thing. But but yeah,
0: and meanwhile, once and always is just kind of recycling the Dino Fury teleportation effect. It is, but individual colors onto there's it. There's kind
4: of there's kind of a little bit of a heaviness to it. You kind of get that <laughs> sound whenever it. You know, they they teleport in. I I like that. That's the kind of stuff that I. really I, I think it's a so good
3: teleportation a game effect game. for Dino. <laughs> it, fans. it
0: is, yeah. It's just, it's not like Seth said. It's not Mighty Morphin. Like they have all the big things to kind of like get the fans feeling nostalgic, like the juice bar. We have a new command center and all that. But I, I'm really hoping they have like a whole, whole lot of like little things too that like real diehard fans will pick up on and appreciate. Again, like having I think they will. Like having something like the old teleportation effect. Like yeah. um Yeah. Having something My... that's more like the actual morph sequence and not like we got in Once a Ranger, even though I did like I liked that one.
2: Yeah, I think they will because I think we've discussed it before, but I think having the once Adam's Once a Ranger Morph worked really well because it was within the confines of like a Disney season and it fit as a Disney morph. I think this isn't that. This is purely going for nineties nostalgia. It or at least it should be. I think For me, I enjoyed the trailer. I think I've made it clear, and I'll just explain for people, that I kind of don't like a lot of modern trailers just in terms of the formula for them. I think they're good for what they do. It just doesn't really work on me because it just I can see kind of like the emotional manipulation. It's like, you know, open with a wide-spanning shot of a horizon. You know, play a slow version of the theme song, which you remember from childhood days. End with a little shitty joke. You know, there's so many things. I've just dropped something else in the room because I'm legitimately moving my arms around like a maniac, even though I'm not on camera. There's so many there's so many distinct things that it's doing that kind of appeals and it works. That's what it's supposed to do. So in a lot of ways, I will say it's probably the best Power Rangers themed trailer, maybe ever. Maybe even comparing it to like the, the 2017 movie trailer.
3: I mean it is better than New Rangers. I guess I this is old <laughs> <Old orcs. laughs>
4: No, I just hope that the morph is not too reminiscent of the original. Uh, you know, I I'm one that really likes the season three morph. Um, I don't want them just shouting out their their names and then it, it goes to Rocky and the helmet comes on and then boom, that's it. I want to see a full fledged morph sequence for each one of them. I, I think that they deserve that. And I think
2: it's it's something that needs to be in there. Oh, solid solid disagree. I actually disagree with that completely. I think it needs to be as yeah. reminiscent of the original one as possible. I think that's if you do a nostalgia, that's how you do it. You kind of you make it again, one of the weird things going by comments that I've seen on things, and it's so funny to me, is that I guess because again it's I I think a lot of the comments that I've seen and there does seem to be quite a lot of positive comments. And I, I get why, because the trailer did a lot of really good things to stir up nostalgia in people. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, it looks like they've they've purposely filmed it to match how it looked in the 90s. And they've used these cheesy 90s camera angles on purpose. And it's like, <laughs> I hate to break it to people, but no, we have not. That's just how they still film it now anyway. It's because it looks so dated. It's not, it's it's kind of like a happy accident in a lot of ways. And if that, if that works for people, then awesome. I'm not going to criticize it, but... You know, call a spade a spade. It's just it's I've said I think I've said in like to you guys that I feel like it looks like every other recent New Zealand season of Power Rangers. It doesn't look like it does. anything it does yeah. special like I feel like it should. It's yeah, and again we've had comments from the showrunner, Mr. Bennett, that it's aimed at adult fans of Mighty Morphin, and for me that's a major because it looks like it's aimed at the same audience that it's been going for in the past 10 years anyway.
0: But Jay, they said kill yeah. twice.
2: Uh, they it, it, did, and then they also said destroy in the same breath, which is really strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just the it, way it, just, it was
0: worded, it just made the whole line just really awkward.
2: It was, it was oddly clunky. Like, I, I, it's it's good for doing those things. It, it sounds weird coming from, like, Barbara Goodson's, like, really overdramatic Risa voice. But it's, you know, it is. it is Like, I, I felt like the, um, what's the Trini's daughter character named? Min.
0: Uh, is what's her Min. name Min? Min?
2: Min. Like, her delivery of the, you know, she she killed mom. It was like, that was like, oh, that feels more... That feels less like typical cheesy Power Rangers and more like something, you know, just just a simple use of a word like that really works. And then to immediately follow up with, we, we have to destroy her. I was like, oh, no. Oh, that's kind of missing the point.
0: Yeah, Okay,
1: I am um, completely out of character for me, because I think I kind of have a reputation as being negative, which I don't agree with. But whatever. I fell for it. It worked for me all of the emotional nostalgia points hit with me. It was a good trailer. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Oh I'm yeah, no, I, high, I I yeah. I'm I, still highly 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 skeptical of how it will actually turn out given who it was written by and who produced it and their their track record. But just going by the trailer, because in fairness, that's all we can judge it by. Very true. The trailer worked. I will say it's the most excited I've been for anything called Power Rangers since the last Well, and the here's the thing movie.
4: I'm super excited for it because I am, out of all of us here, I am one maybe besides Seth. I can't remember off the top of my head, but never watched Mighty Morphin when it aired. I only caught Mighty Morphin back whenever Fox Kids was doing their one-time-only thing, whenever they were rerunning all the episodes from Mighty Morphin up to wherever it was then at that point. That was my first forte into Mighty Morphin series. So for me, the nostalgia stuff doesn't hit as hard, and why I may not be as clingy to some of the old effects or some of the older ideas of that is because Mighty Morphin doesn't doesn't hold anything special for me.
0: I'm kind of caught in the middle here, because yeah, I didn't hate the trailer. or things about it that I liked, but I didn't fall in love with it the same way. I I like instantly fell for that kind of behind the scenes look that we got a while back.
2: It, yes, it, that that was that was also done really well. But I'm I'll give the props there, where the props to do, and I think that that is really with like the. This is the first time we're seeing the advantages of Netflix because this feels like one of those shiny, clean Netflix productions, you know, like the, not so much the production. That's where I think it's going to maybe fail, not fail, but stumble a little bit is when people are going to get hyped for a Netflix quality trailer and a Netflix quality behind the scenes. Look, it's going to be slightly different when you get a New Zealand Nickelodeon quality Rangers episode.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, again, because I'm not the asshole people think I am, I'm going to give them credit And say that the things we saw in that trailer did appear to be of higher quality than what we get on the show currently. The CGI was a lot better. Even though the teleporting special effects weren't the original, I think they look really good. They don't look like what we usually see on on the show. It's very clean, it's very modern. It looks looks high budget. it, It looked just like Dino Furies.
2: That's what I was yeah that's what I was gonna say like I don't know I didn't watch a whole lot of Dino Fury but I've heard you guys mention that the teleportation effect used in the trailer was the same one as from Dino Fury is that right or, or, or very very exactly similar. similar? Only
0: difference it's is similar, that they but... they gave the Rangers their their colors so they actually did um, kind of fix one of my criticisms about that effect back during Dino Fury. If that had been for Dino Fury, I would have commended them for it but instead they're recycling it for a mighty morph into teleportation.
2: Right, and that's that's where I think that for me is one of like I, I agree with John, I think the trailer itself as a trailer did its job. Considering all of the shortcomings that I feel like the uh, the entire production has I think I don't know how to describe it without sounding like I'm negative because I'm I'm genuinely not towards it. I feel like there's a lot of shortcomings Going into it just by by proxy, you know, there's no for better or worse. There's no Tommy. There's no Jason. There's no Kimberly. They are the three most popular characters from the show. Like,
1: I think, well, yeah, that's. That I think sucks, and... on
2: top of that, there's there's other issues too. Like there's, I don't know. I feel I just feel like there's there's things which don't quite feel right about it. And again, the the red flag for me is just using the same the same um teleportation as a previous show it's just like it's like a canned it's all i don't want to say lazy but it's kind of lazy just to recycle the stuff that we've already got from a different show and not tailor it completely to mighty Morphin. if that makes sense
4: yeah my here here was something that i thought though too was and maybe you guys feel the same way because we we did kind of touch on this you know just in our normal conversations but you know, I was more excited about Billy coming back and thought, oh yeah, David being back in it, blah, 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 blah. But seeing Walter in this, I mean, I, he's like taking the prize for me on that. Just seeing him back and him leading that first charge of its morphin' time and stuff, I, I don't know. I, I'm super thrilled for that and that's that's actually probably hyping me up the most right at the moment.
2: Oh, I agree. I think, that, I think the returning cast that are there, well, I think two of the returning cast that are, there are a big deal. I think, I'll in fact scratch that. Let's add. I will add Barbara Goodson's voice to that because it's how often do they go to the extra mile of actually getting a voice back to you know do a voice mm. in these kind of things? Um, it's just that it it feels this is going to sound a bit odd, but it feels like it's a special episode of Power Rangers. It doesn't feel like it's a Mighty in Power Rangers special. Hmm. and like for me i feel like that's the big missed opportunity i mean if you disagree feel free to disagree go
1: i'm i'm not going to disagree but again because i'm not the negative (laughs) asshole i'm made out to be (laughs) i'm not going to judge any of that until i actually see yeah yeah oh that's, that's fair in terms of of who came back and all that that was largely out of their hands so I'm not going to hold that against them until I see how they handle it.
2: Maybe another thing that I saw before was it it might have been because I think just in preparation for the podcast, I thought I'd do a little bit of reading up on like people's reactions to the trailer because I figured we might be talking about it. And it might have been on like a Facebook post or something somewhere. I'm not too sure, but I saw quite a lot of people that were like because I think the post must have mentioned like you know tune in on April 19th for the like 50 minute special episode a lot of people who've seen the trailer seem surprised that it's a 50 minute episode. I think people were expecting it to be like a full season or at least a movie. I think, I think a lot of people aren't expect, because again, you within, you kind of look at it from the bubble of a fandom, you know, uh, like when, you know, I've I've, I've seen it since the announcement on Twitter, for example, that we've all known it's 50 minutes in length. But I think a lot of people that are just seeing it through this, there's nothing about that trailer that suggests, but it's just a 50-minute episode, I think people are going to go in with the expectation that this is going to be a season or this is going to be a movie.
0: I would say less season and more people are going to expect a movie and then we're just going to end up with it. They say 40 minutes?
1: It's 50. Okay.
0: Or 55 minutes.
2: Al- yeah, something along those lines. I think... It's yeah just under an hour. The general audience, which really, really is supposed to be the, the target for this, and I don't... I don't feel like the. I think the trailer hit that audience pretty well. I think the overall thing might not do so much. Um, I think they're going to expect longer than just a fifty-minute special.
0: Yeah, and honestly, it should have been.
2: It's prob- and again, oh. you kind of you kind of juggle that. Like I said before, you've got a fifty-minute special of the thing that more people want to see, and then later in the year, you've got ten episodes of the thing that not a whole lot of people realistically want to see. <laughs> again. That's not that's in no way, shape or form like a diss towards, you know, Cosmic Fury. That's not shade to any of them. It's, uh, oh, it's I'm actually, the one who
0: disses Cosmic Fury. <laughs> I mean,
2: that's another episode entirely. But yeah, it, it's to me it's backwards. I feel like if anything, Cosmic Fury could have been, you know, the, the big if you want to do a nice send-off to the cast because, you know, we've we've manufactured the idea of it for a popular cast, then great. <laughs> 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 well, let's call a spade a spade. Like it's again, it's not. That's not to say that they're not good people, because that's that's never the any criticism of something like that. It's never a criticism of the people involved itself. It's just it's what it is. You know what I mean? It's not the getting se- the getting a season three of a show, not because it's the most popular one since Mighty Morphin. It's just because they're the most recent one and be kind of scrambled to have content for this year coming. You know. That's that's what it is. Like again, we've seen the numbers. We know that the Dino Fury toys don't sell as well as other things. Like that's that's not opinion, that's not conjecture, that's that's tangible data that we've seen. It's to have this 50 minute special first, and then when you could hook people, because if it does well, and it could do well, I don't want to say that it's not gonna do well. It could really it could really like appeal to people more than I'm expecting it to. What then? Are they going to tune into Cosmic Fury and be disappointed by the what's going to be a kid show with characters they don't know or care about, like, and with with a really short Lord Zed? Like, <laughs> what's what's it going to do? It doesn't to me. This this has always been for me the idea. This is how you draw people back in. you're going to reboot the show. You're going to bring in the old. You're going to bring in this nostalgia audience and maybe set it up for a new audience. Mighty Morphin Reunions the way to do that. I. I think that's a really good point. I think doing that and then following up with cosmic fury is a is a mistake.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Well well, that's a water for another episode. Yep.
2: <laughs> well, I think that wraps us up nicely though, with the conversation. so yeah, um i I hope you guys listening were entertained by this. Maybe you agree. maybe you don't. If you don't, if you do, let us know in the comments. We really want to hear from you. like I said, this episode was inspired by the comments of one of our listeners. And we really want to include you in the conversation. It's the whole reason for the name of a podcast. It's why we're doing this. We just we're really interested in being a wider voice for the franchise and for the fandom itself. We're not just going to pirate the same things that everyone else is going to tell you. We're not just going to feed you the standard lines that are coming down from people involved in the show, but are just trying to promote the show or themselves. We're just trying to—we're just trying to be. We're just a bunch of people who have opinions, and we want to share them, and we want to hear yours too. So, again, any more things you guys have to share? Anything you want to say? Let us know in the comments. Anyone else have anything to share? Nope, think we're good.
1: No, I think we're good. Follow us at Ranger Nation Pod.
2: And in the immortal words of Hasbro Power Rangers, stay tuned.
1: Bye.